guys, welcome to the Real Estate Mentor Podcast. This podcast is intended to help new agents understand what it takes to be successful in real estate and hear from people who are both mentors, brand new agents, people who've been in the business one to three years, and just help you feel that you're on the right track. Today, I am doing our inaugural podcast interview with Jake Handler from New Jersey. So hey, Jake, thanks for coming. I didn't know I was the first person to get interviewed. Okay. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me, especially being first. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. I'm Jake Handler. I am in Northern New Jersey. I don't know if you know this, but Northern New Jersey and Southern New Jersey are basically different states. It's very important to decipher where in New Jersey I'm from. Yeah. Uh, so Northern New Jersey, it's kind of in the New York area. We're the New York fan base, not the Philly fan base. I'm a real estate agent with EXP Realty. And I got my license back in uh, 2020, actually, essentially during COVID. And I was a teacher up until recently. Since taking on real estate, I found a new passion and I found something I'm successful at because I love it so much. And I've left teaching and now I'm uh, in full time in real estate. Nice. What kind of clients do you work with primarily? Like, what was your intention originally getting into real estate and has that changed over time? Yeah, exactly. So I was always uh, had an investor mindset before I had my real estate license. And I sort of got my real estate license to invest myself and just represent myself. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll help a couple of friends and kind of show them what investing is about. That turned in a couple of friends turned into a lot more friends. And I was able to uh, translate the skills I, I originally thought was going to just be for myself into, you know what, this is really working for me. So let me show more people how to use real estate to your advantage financially, see it as an asset. And so my clientele has become people kind of like me and things similar to me that they, again, they use real estate, they see it as an asset. Sure. I know that I find that a lot of people who they tend to work with people that are in similar life circumstances. Do you find that to be kind of true with the people that you mentor? I think that's completely true. And I think for people I mentor, and but also the people, yeah, that I work with and I represent, very similar style to me, if you will. Right. Because you kind of been where they want to be, right? Exactly. Totally makes sense. So obviously, this is the Real Estate Mentor Podcast. You are a mentor with EXP, with the mentor program. So you mentor brand new real estate agents. How long have you been doing mentoring? I've been doing mentoring since 2021. Yeah. How has that process been for you? I love it because, again, I have a teaching background. So it's it's essentially teaching real estate. And I it's really put myself back to where I was a beginner. And really, you got to think like they might be thinking and things they've never seen before. You have to, you know, communicate differently to different people. But it's the challenge that I personally love. And you, I'm sure you're fantastic at it. And so what kind of made you want to be a mentor? It's the teaching background. I think I'm addicted to helping and teaching. I left the actual teaching profession and I never lost the love to to teach. I kind of just wanted to, you know, be a, a little more challenged and real estate to me is a challenge with every deal being different, every person being different, every situation and town being different. So I, I again, I love that challenge. Yeah. Love that. Are there any mentee successes that you're super proud of? So many, uh, especially so. There, there's a guy, Nick. Uh, he'll, I'll make him listen to this. Uh, he's about to graduate from the mentor program. 
yeah. after only like a year or so, less than that, he's going to graduate from the mentor program. And I, I played baseball with him. He's one of my best friends going back since we were like seven. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little extra fun with him. <laughs> so he's about to graduate and has he had a good experience in his first year in real estate? Yes, he, he has. And I'm actually so proud of him. He also has a full-time job. He's about to have his first kid. He's got a lot going on and he's still super successful. And his secret sauce is just being the nicest guy you've ever met. It's it's sometimes that easy. It is that easy. And I I feel like a lot of the stuff that we have to teach when we're mentoring is maybe not so much about the nuts and bolts of real estate. And that's important, but nuts and bolts training really can be found many places. And I I really want to emphasize this uh, multiple times, and I'm sure I'll say it every time, but, you know, training is one piece of it. You have to have the basic knowledge, right? But the mentoring just goes so much farther beyond that into taking that training and applying it to your particular situation. And I think that's the, that one-on-one that's really super helpful for people. Do you talk to a lot of new agents? Do you get a sense that a lot of them are struggling? Yeah. I mean, I struggled as a new agent because of what you just said. You made a great point. There's training and there's mentoring. And those two things are not the same. Unfortunately for real estate professionals, our whole life, we're trained to do a certain thing a certain way. And in real estate, if you're being trained, then that's a disservice for the most part to you because there is not a certain way to do things. There is no, yeah, there is no, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. Each situation is different. Right. And that is the beauty and the struggle of real estate, right? When you're new, it's like drinking from a fire hose of what should I be doing? It depends. I mean, pretty much every question in real estate is always, It depends, really, like everything, it depends. And so that's why the mentorship is so important because, you know, you can learn the basics of something, but in this particular situation, it depends. So I I would say a lot of the mentoring that I do is people come to me and say, you know, I have this situation and then I just constantly keep on asking more questions. Like I can't give you the answer until I know. And so I, hopefully what that's teaching people is to go deeper and ask more questions because essentially that's really our job is to be problem solvers and you try to figure some things out sometimes. Everything is negotiable in real estate. Literally. (laughs) Also, there's never going to be a problem that you're going to come across that somebody hasn't faced before. I always say that contracts are written because somebody tried it. Like if it's in the contract, (laughs) there were enough lawsuits about it that they made a contract for it. So, you know, it is important to understand your contracts. The main reason why it's important to understand your contract is because your job is to counsel your clients on the potential pros and cons of the decisions that they make. So if you don't know what those potential pros and cons would be because you don't know the consequences, that's where it's a struggle for new agents. What types of things do you feel that new agents kind of really struggle with? I think from a mentor's perspective, they struggle a lot of times because their mentor tells them the answer. Mm. And that might sound contradicting, but like we just spoke about, there's no answer. It's, it's, it should be 10 more questions. That should be the mentor's answer. If you're answering the question for them, you're not helping their career. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mentoring, not right. as, oppo- as opposed to training. Sometimes people get really mad when I won't just give them the answer. 
But my answer might be different than their answer. You know, Nick, I said, is the nicest guy. Uh, I, I'm not as nice as Nick. I might have a different answer. <laughs> I can't answer for yeah. it. Yeah, it's also because we're, we're teaching you how to learn. Because we're, with a mentor, you're only with them for a certain amount of time. Once they're gone from you, like, do they know where to go to find those resources? So a, a mentor is really a guide. They're not there to just give you all the answers. So what are the biggest mistakes that you think new agents make? Thinking it's easy. because getting your real estate license. Now I failed the test like three times. Now, this, this part's not easy, but overall getting your real estate license is easy yeah. compared to going to four years of school and then four years of doctorate or get passing the bar exam. Like these, it's very low barrier to entry to get your real estate license. And that is why it's so difficult to be good at it because right. everyone is a realtor. And that is a challenge I knew going into real estate that I was ready for. I said, I love that my competition is everyone because I'm, I'm better. And that's kind of just my mindset. A lot of people don't want to play that game. And unfortunately, they fail. Yeah, it's a lot to learn. I mean, a lot of people are mis- misled by, <laughs> you know, selling Sunset or like HGTV and like, oh, I, you know, I breathe air for a living. My budget is a million dollars. Like that. <laughs> not the reality. So people have these big misconceptions and it looks very glamorous, but it's really running a business, right? And then you yeah. have marketing and branding and lead generation and, and time management, and you have to structure yourself and discipline yourself. It's uh, it's all mental. Like we're not digging any ditches. There's no physical work that we're doing, but it's like it, everything is here. And your job as the agent is to keep things going as a project manager and manage emotions and stress levels. And if you can't do that for yourself, it's going to be really hard to do it for other people. And so it's much less about lockboxes, right? Yes. Like- well, you you made a great point. We were speaking before recording. You said, right, the CEO, the CFO, the COO. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So like you're wearing all of these hats all the time, which is why you probably feel like a crazy person because you have to be the CEO of your business, which is the visionary level. You have to know where you want to go 10 years from now because you got to steer the ship in the right direction. If you're just running around like a chicken with your head cut off, you feel like you're doing all this work, but it's not going anywhere. You have no traction. You're riding a bike with no bicycle chain. It's very important, but it shouldn't, you shouldn't get stuck in that, right? That's like t- maybe 10% of your time because if you get stuck in the visionary role, then you never turn those ideas into action. Action is the chief operations officer's role. This is the person who takes the vision and turns it into strategy. And this is what I find a lot of agents are missing is they'll go to trainings and it sounds like a good idea, but then you just got to sit down and make a plan with that. And that's kind of the missing piece there. If they've never had to do that from a high level down to like, okay, but what am I doing today? So it's a breakdown. It's kind of like yeah. uh, if you're a football fan, it's kind of like being a quarterback, you know? Yeah. Some people just want to be the kicker and get the real estate license to just kick field goals. But some people, and to me, the leaders and the people that make a difference are the quarterbacks, just like in real football, because they have to be at every time at all. They have to know every inch of the field at all times. Right, right. And even even at a higher level, the coach, like, you know, understanding the players' strengths and weaknesses and putting them in the right place, like, which is kind of almost like a team leader or or a coach in real estate. So it, it's... It's understanding the next level being the chief marketing officer. So that's not somebody who just spends a lot of time on Canva creating their logo. The only person who cares about your logo is you. Nobody (laughs) else cares about your logo. It's going to change a hundred times, but people spend hours and hours and hours and understanding that marketing is really, people want to know what's in it for them, your clients. So marketing to them is understanding what they want to know, what is helpful to them, not look at me example in marketing, if I'm looking at social media and all of my followers are in a different state, is it marketing? Yes. Is it effective? Is it helpful? Is it going to build my business and move it forward? 
Probably not, right? So it's being famous, but with the right people, mm-hmm. and then turning that into lead generation and having a strategy for that and follow-up systems and automations, and then that's kind of your tech side. And then you have your chief financial officer role. Like you got to know what's happening with your money. You have to have a goal. You have to have a budget. You have to forecast, which is really hard in real estate because yep. we're on a 90-day cycle. So the work that you do today, you're not going to see any results from for 90 days. Thanks, Charity. A-, a lot of people might be listening to this that don't have their real estate license yet and might want to get their real estate license. And we're being pretty negative about it. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're being truthful, but we're, yeah. being, we're being like, okay, you've got to be a quarterback of the Jets, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is that, but there is. there is room for a kicker. There are people right. with real estate license who just want kick the field goals. And it's just knowing where you want your future to be. It's, it's right. important before you get started. It's also important to understand because the last hat to wear, well, is real estate agent, right? That's yeah. like knowing things about real estate, which by the way, real estate school teaches you nothing about. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> if you just left real estate school and you're totally confused, so is everybody else. Also, if you failed the real estate test several times, that's okay. Most of the successful real estate agents didn't do well on the actual test, right? Because it's not necessarily just book smarts, street smarts, and people skills and communication. And I love taking people who don't have experience in, in sales or business. That stuff can be taught. What's most important is like they have a heart for people and they really want to help. Then we can teach them how to find clients so they can help. Because when you shift the perspective to understanding your value as an agent and what you do bring to the table, it turns into like a rescue mission. Yeah. You really want to rescue clients from people who don't, won't take care of them as much as you'll take care of them. Right. And so then marketing becomes just letting people know that you love them and want to take care of them. And I think those are the most successful real estate agents because success can mean different things to different people. It doesn't have to mean selling a hundred or a thousand houses a year. You know, you want to sell one house per month and make six figures and go get a massage and spend time with your kids. You know, it's certainly possible is a great industry for that. It can be very meaningful, right, to be such a big part of people's lives. But it's a matter of knowing who do you want to work with? How do you want to be as an agent? Because it is your own business. You don't have to work with everybody. Yes, that's a great one. I wanted to get there too, because they think they have a lead and the world stops. Vacations on hold, their kids not getting picked up because they have their first lead. And put yourself, what I try to tell these mentees is put yourself in the leads position. And I was there too, by the way, when I was starting, I did the same thing. But, But put yourself in the leads position. Do you really want your realtor to drop everything for you? No, you want them to have a life and be busy and still, you know, get to you. But like, it's not life or death. Let's, let's relax. There's going to be more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of the favorite sayings is there's no one's ever died in real estate, real estate. There's nothing really that's a nine one one emergency that can't wait for an hour, you know, and, and actually the best agents are busy. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. I actually, (laughs) I'd say this to Nick again, I've known him forever, but Sometimes he'll be in the middle of a deal under contract and it's closing soon. And he's like, oh my gosh, should I do this? Should I do this? And I'm like, Nick, if, if you die, <laughs> the yep. deal will still close. So yep. don't get in the way. Actually, I would say also one of the things I have to tell mentees all the time is don't answer questions that you don't know the answer to because you think you need to know everything. People would much rather you say, 
Hmm, that's a good question. I think I know the answer. They might have just changed some of the rules. So let me confirm and get back to you. You don't have to have the answer. And in fact, the more that you know, the more that you know that you don't know. It's much harder for me as your mentor to walk you back from something you said that was not true. People would much rather you say, I'm not sure, than to give them wrong information because they're counting on the information that you're giving them and the decisions that they make. So it's, and that's what I think mentoring is, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that helps people learn how to think versus just telling them the answer correct learn how to think that's that's ultimately great well said that's you're mentoring someone to learn how to think yeah because and i know we talked about the hat ceo coo cmo cfo real estate agent but honestly the most important hat that you have to wear i call it the chief figure it out officer (laughs) i sometimes gotta figure it out sometimes you know what i mean like Again, you could have the same buyer, the same house, do the transaction twice and something different will happen. There's no, this is how you do it. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. As much as we wanted to help our clients and take ownership, it's their decision, right? Your job is to advise and to protect your fiduciary responsibility, disclose things that they wouldn't know how to do. A lot of people, especially if they're first time homeowners, know that they're here and they want to get to here and they think that this is the only path but we know there's like lots of different paths. So, but that's part of listening and understanding people, what, what they really want. Do you want to do it this way or do you want to get there? Really? What's more important to you? So those are the skills that are super important, figuring things out, communication, listening, all of the other stuff kind of is secondary. Someone who actually cares Mm-hmm. will be good at listening because they really want to know. They want to listen. And that's a big, big, big skill. So any, what would you say the agents should focus on first when they first get their license? Being yourself and lead generating. So lead generation is certainly important, but it's the way you feel comfortable doing it. It's the way that your strengths would come out, right? Because I was part of a group that was originally, you know, doing a lead lead generation through open houses and Zillow leads and other things. And in my experience since then, my leads have come more organically from my sphere through posting on social media, through hosting networking events, attending other networking events. And that's better for me. And I don't have to, you know, like sometimes you look up the people that might be wearing a suit to this, or it might be dressed casually to this one way or the other. You just be yourself, whichever one you're more, there's no way to do it. Like I said with Nick, he's the nicest guy in the world. And his fear, I believe, what going into real estate is that he's too nice. And I was like, no, that's a strength. That's a strength. I mean, it's people you know, like, and trust you, right? Like, just be yourself. If you're being someone else, you can't can't do a good job for someone. Right. And knowing how to set boundaries. So, like, every one of us will have strengths and weaknesses, right? So, like, you can be really good at setting boundaries and not so good at communication. You can be really nice but not good at setting boundaries. Like, that's the value of a mentor is to have that experience and look and see this is where you should think about going with this. And here's some other options that you didn't know about. I mean, I have a training called 130 ways to lead generate because there are leads everywhere. Like you said, you have to find the one that's right. That's really hard for people making the from employee to entrepreneur leap. It's hard for me too. Hard for me. Same concept of I don't have to work with everybody, you know, because in a regular job you do, whoever walks in the door, customer's always right, that type of thing. And they're scared to really be themselves because they want to be super neutral. They're afraid of like scaring people off if they like are really themselves. But that's, I mean, that's the opposite. I don't know if you've heard the term, the riches are in the niches. No, I like it. (laughs) Riches are in the niches. 
I like it. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it's probably niches, but it doesn't rhyme as well. So, <laughs> so basically, the more you niche down, the more specific you are. Um, I have a girl that I love and she'll be on the podcast too, but she's a cosplayer. And so I was like, you need to go to these you know, uh, cosplay events in costume, like, because you're walking into a market, you're identifying with these people. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else at this whole convention who's a realtor. Imagine they're like, oh my God, you're so cool. I want to work with you. And that's the, like the, the goals and know you like you and trust you. So when you align with your people and she's having great success with it and she loves it. And that's the thing. When you love what you're doing, you'll do the work that's necessary to be successful. But if you're kind of trying to force yourself to do something because so-and-so said this is the way to be successful, you're just going to hesitate. You're going to block yourself off. You're not going to do the work that's necessary. So you should be very authentic. Mm -hmm. And again, sometimes people need to hear that and have permission to do that. You have permission to not answer within 2.5 seconds if you're in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I give you permission that the customer is not always right. Like, we can't follow unlawful directions. You know, we have to disclose material facts. Even a step away from the customer service mentality to being a business owner and being an advisor. In entrepreneurship, a lot of the personal struggles that you have and things that you may have thought that you dealt with, but they come out... Because it's all on you. It's a high stress situation. And and so it's a lot of personal growth and development. Your level of success in business is never going to exceed your your level of personal development. Because the better that you become, both personally and professionally, the more you can handle, the better you can talk to people, the more you understand about yourself and understand about them. So it's constant. You're dealing with personal development, professional development, marketing, branding, lead generation, dealing with clients, project management, paperwork. Like it is a lot to do. But luckily in real estate, we have leverage, which is an entirely different conversation. There's a lot of cool things that if you get your systems going, especially like a lot can be automated. Yep. Then you can focus on what's really important, which is getting in front of people and talking to them. So yeah. what is best advice for new agents? And this will be the last question. Okay. Uh, to call me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Best advice. I mean, I think we kind of summed it up here to be yourself is a great is a great piece of advice. And to I mean, failing is part of the game. I we all have our struggles. Charity, you when you were new, did you think it wasn't for you after a few months, maybe? Oh, God. Yeah. And, and I had a lot of experience in business and sales, a yeah. lot, 20 years. But I st it still took me a year to get the courage to face my fears of rejection, and which were honestly fear of failure and fear of success. I literally had every single thing that I needed to be successful. But it, it's not that. It's the personal. And I was a brand new agent in 2019. And... I was in the tech world coming to real estate and I was like so overwhelmed with the whole onboarding process into real estate in general. And I'm like, why is this? What is this? This doesn't even make any sense. And then trying to find training, what wasn't online back then. And I had a full-time job and. Yep. It's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot. And I think casting a wide net is a really good place to start and just try to tell a lot of people you're in real estate, but just saying it and leaving your business card and shop, right. is not going to do you any good. I'd rather have a genuine, authentic conversation with one person a day than a hundred business cards in a hundred spots that don't matter. You want to add value to people and to get no like and trusted as soon as you can. Yeah. But it's hard when you're a new agent because you don't know your own value. 
I find a lot of new agents because they haven't been through a transaction. Yep, they say, oh, I just need to get through it once and then I'll know. And and I get it, and I get it, right? (laughs) They do, they do. And once they go through the transaction, you know, people I think sometimes have a fear of, they have a bad relationship with money and wealth. And so they have, they have almost guilt around getting paid what they get paid. And if people aren't doing this correctly, they certainly should not get paid. In fact, I hope that they quit this, mm-hmm. this industry because we don't need you. But people who do a really good job with this, you have to understand you're getting paid for all of that other work that you did too. You're really underpaid good. if you're doing a really good job. This Which is a is large, yeah, it's a large yes. asset that is potentially their biggest and best asset, right? If right. they're a buyer or if they're selling, even they're selling their largest asset and you're helping them make, you know, go through with this. I, we're, I, we're underpaid. I could, yeah, no, I could point out very specific instances where people saved or made, you know, tens of thousands of dollars based on advice that we've given that if they had done it the other way and they had tried it the other way, they were leaving money on the table. And so, again, until you really know that, it's hard to have confidence in that value to be able to say, here's how I can help you. So it's a bit of a catch 22, right? You're trying to learn all of these things. You're not a crazy person. Everybody feels exactly the same way. Hopefully this will help encourage you that you're on the right path. And it's just really important who you have in your corner. Like, who do you have helping you? Do they know how to help you correctly? Is your mentor just helping you with just paperwork? Are they helping you with your whole business? And is it a good personality fit? Because sometimes you can be a great mentor and a great mentee, but it's not a great personality fit. Mm -hmm. So definitely reach out to Jake or I, and we can help connect you with the right mentor for sure. So yeah, Clap to Thank you. you so yeah, much for our fun. first inaugural <laughs> podcast. Now, even I if think, you record five more, you have to put me first because you said it. All. I have these conversations with new agents, mentees, mentors a lot, but it's usually one on one. And I just felt it'd be very encouraging for people to understand they're not alone in this journey. It is difficult, but the upside to that is amazing. And if you're an overachiever who always goes above and beyond, in your regular job, this is the industry for you. Because this is the industry where you can be appropriately paid. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jake. And I look forward to having you back and also having our separate conversation about the differences between the different states. Because the laws in New Jersey are very different than the laws in North Carolina. That's right. The laws in North Jersey are different than the laws in South Jersey. Really? We'll we'll get so That's a a teaser. That's a teaser. Yeah. So if you're in North Jersey or anywhere in Jersey, make sure you reach out to Jake. And if he's not in your area, he can certainly find you a good agent because there is a difference between an agent and a good agent. Um, Same thing here in North Carolina. We're happy to help you. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.